welcome to another episode of the internet's newest Clippers podcast. It's Hip to Clip. I'm Ray Samora, your host each and every episode as we talk about Clippers, basketball, news, scores, rumors, whatever it is Clippers related, we talk about it. In this episode, we're going to get right into the thick of things and talk about the recent struggles the Clippers have had in their final push to the playoffs and talk about that remaining push to get into the playoffs, what it looks like, what we need to expect out of this Clippers team and what the, you know, what they need to do to actually have a chance of making into the playoffs. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So since we last spoke to you about the Clippers, the Clippers have struggled a little bit in their uh, games. They played quite a few games on the road uh, and, uh, you know, in that stretch, it wasn't so pretty, especially when you're looking at the hopes the Clippers have of getting into the playoff picture. They won two games. They lost four games. Definitely not what you want uh, this late in the season when you're competing for a playoff spot. They lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They lost to the Portland Trailblazers. They lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They lost to, or they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. They lost in the Indiana Pacers, and they beat the Raptors, which was Actually, you know, out of those games, you look at it, the Raptors is one at this point in the season after that, how they've done prior to that game. You're like, well, season's pretty much over. They have little to no chance of beating the Raptors. And lo and behold, they were actually able to come away with a victory against those Raptors in Toronto. And in that game, the hero for the Clippers has to have been Lou Williams, the super sixth man off the bench. You know, what he's done for the Clippers all season long, you know, even though he had some struggles here and there uh, shortly after the All-Star break, he's been one of the most consistent players for the Clippers this season. And it definitely was, uh, again, he was a big part of this victory against the Toronto Raptors where he we saw him score 26 points to go along with seven assists. Again, like I said, without that victory against the Raptors, the, the Clippers are looking lifeless in their chances of making it into the into the playoffs. But because they were able to come away with that victory, basically still a victory in Toronto against the team with the best record in the East, it definitely helps keep the Clippers' playoff hopes alive, although it's still a very slim chance that they make the playoffs. And with that stretch of games and with the win against the Raptors, the Clippers now sit, uh, well, they've, been fluctuating basically during this time between 9th and 10th, really more in the 10th seed, but that's where they are now. They're 10th in the West, uh, which again, not exactly where you want to be at this point, but we'll take it after a stretch of two wins and four losses as Clipper fans and as a Clipper team, you'll take being 10th in the West, especially being that at this point, you're only one loss behind the Wolves for that 8th seed. And only two losses behind the Utah Jazz for the seventh seat. So you you see that they still have a a chance there, uh, even with the few remaining games left and with where they're sitting in 10th seat. And right there with them in the ninth seat, you have the Nuggets, who are actually equal in the loss column. And remember, when we're talking about these, you know, how many games behind the Clippers are, we're, we're focusing on that loss column because that's the number you can look at and say, as long as we do better than that, you know, we're good to go. Uh, you know, the Clippers have played a couple fewer games than most of these teams in front of them. So they have, you know, three or you know, two or three, maybe even four losses more than some of these teams that are slightly above them in the standings. So when you look at this loss column, this is really where we're going to be focusing at when we're looking at 
the Clippers and down the stretch and where they stand in the records. So coming off this tough stretch of games and uh, heading into the final nine games of the season, there is some good news and some bad news for the Clippers. Let's go with the good news because that's always what we want to hear first. And that good news for the Clippers is these final nine games, six of them are going to take place at Staples Center on the Clippers' home court in front of the Clippers fans. Uh, Well, those of you, those Clipper fans that actually purchased the tickets, I, I implore you down the stretch, use your Clippers tickets, fans. We want more Clipper fans in the stadium than anything else. Uh, especially as we go down the stretch and get to the final game. But again, six of those nine games, final games, are at home in Staples Center. So what's the bad news? The bad news, when you look at these final games for the Clippers, seven of these opponents are teams that are either in the Eastern Conference playoff picture or teams that the Clippers are, are in the playoffs in the West or that the Clippers are battling for playoff position in the West. Uh, that's going to include teams like the Bucks tonight, who are currently sitting 7th in, East, in the East. Uh, you also you know, have the Trailblazers, who are sitting 3rd in the West. You have the Pacers, who the Clippers just lost to recently, uh, who are sitting 5th in the East. And then you got the Spurs, who are 6th in the West. The Jazz, who are 7th in the West. The Nuggets, who are sitting right in front of the Clippers at ninth in the West. And the Pelicans, who are sitting 5th in the West. And for the Pelicans, you know, when DeMarcus Cousins went down, that was the team people were looking at that could potentially fall out of this playoff picture for the Western Conference. But, man, you've got to give credit to that team, and especially Anthony Davis, who sort of assumed the lead role on that team and has really dominated and has really helped establish that team's playoff positioning as we head down to the final part of the season. So when you look at those matches, those seven opponents that the Clippers are going to face of the final nine, and then you now look at, okay, so who are the two teams or that the Clippers are facing that, I guess, are your easy opponents, the ones that really are the must-wins and you should go in and win those games. One of them is going to be against the Phoenix Suns. That's definitely, you have to win that game. And really, ultimately, we'll talk about it. Most of these games, you have to win for any shot. But one of them is against the Phoenix Suns. And the other one is the final game of the season. The game will be at Staples Center. It will be the Clippers' home court. But it's going to be a hallway battle against the Los Angeles Lakers. And, I mean, could you just not, uh, or isn't it? interesting to look at it, there's a chance that that final game of the season for the Clippers will actually mean quite a bit. Uh, Depending on how they do up until that game and how some of these other teams do, there's a good opportunity for that final game of the season at Staples Center against the Lakers to mean a lot to the Clippers and their playoff hopes. And wouldn't it just be, you know, I, I could see these Lakers, these young Lakers who are looking to reestablish themselves in Los Angeles as you know Los Angeles premier NBA team to somehow play spoiler and knock the Clippers out or keep the Clippers out of the playoffs. And it, it could very well come down to that if the Clippers can play strong these final nine matches and they can get a little bit of help with some of these teams that they need to get past to make it into the playoff uh, picture. But that's still a long way down the road, right? That's still a few, a couple weeks away. 
we don't even want to worry right at this point about what can happen in that potential Laker matchup. I just was looking at that final bit of the schedule, and you really can see yeah, that there's the possibility for that Hollywood ending on that final night of the season for both the Clippers and the Lakers. So what, what are the odds, or what does it look like for the Clippers and their possibility or probability of making it into the playoffs and those teams that are in front of them. And realistically, you have three teams in front of them that are the three teams that the Clippers have a chance of leaping over and you know catching one of those final two playoff spots. We're talking about the seventh and eighth seed at this point. And so those teams that are sitting in seventh, eighth, and ninth are the teams the Clippers are focusing on, and that's what we're going to look at here. Uh, so in seventh, you have the Utah Jazz. Uh, and in ninth, I'm sorry, in eighth, you have the Minnesota Timberwolves. And in ninth, you have the Denver Nuggets. Now, the good thing when you look at the schedule with those those teams and then the Clippers, there's going to be some head-to-head matchups in these final battles uh, as we head up into the playoffs for these teams. You have the uh, Jazz. The Clippers are going to be facing the Jazz one time in these final games. They're also going to be facing the Nuggets uh, one time in these final games. So when you look at the, the schedule, those two games are definitely must-wins if you want to have a shot at making the playoffs because those are two of the teams that are sitting in your way, standing in your way, and sitting in front of you in the standings. So you definitely have to win those games to finish the season. Now, what does that mean, though, for the remainder of of everything we have going on here? You look at the Jazz. The Jazz probably have what you would consider a decently tough schedule when you look at some of their opponents. But also, looking at the Jazz, they've been one of the hottest teams in the NBA over the last few weeks. And so you got to take that into account. So when I looked at their schedule and I've looked at how they've been playing, there's a really good possibility that they can go about 5-2 and two down the stretch, even possibly 6-1 and one when you look at these final games. This is not counting the game against the Clippers. I've not made a, a determination on that because yeah, that's something that we're going to look at. The Clippers need to win that. But when we don't look at the Clippers as one of their final opponents, the rest of their opponents, they should we should expect them to go about 5-2, and two, possibly even 6-1 and one down the stretch. And again, that's looking at who they're playing and also you know how they've been playing recently. Now, the Wolves actually on paper, the Timberwolves, actually have one of the easier schedules down the stretch. But they've also been struggling a little bit more than a team like the Utah Jazz have. So when I look at the Wolves, Timberwolves, the Timberwolves also, you're looking at a team that should go or probably can go about five and two, maybe a four and three down the stretch. They open up the, the door a little bit more for the Clippers, being that they are the ones in the eighth seed, only sitting one loss ahead of the Clippers. And, you know, they look like they could lose uh, an even amount of games or maybe even one more game or two more games than the Jazz can down the stretch. And then you look at the Nuggets, the Nuggets probably have, uh, along with the Clippers, one of the tougher schedules out of these four teams and you know looking on paper who they're playing and really just going based on the teams they're playing the records what you can sort of expect on that uh, we're looking at the nuggets to potentially uh, be the one that can falter down the stretch and maybe go three and four maybe two and five and who knows maybe even worse but uh, with when when you're getting down to it it's hard to sort of predict some of these on paper matchups because when you get to the last two, three, maybe even four games of the season, some of these teams that, that are going to be playing this may have positioning already sort of figured out. And so they may not be putting out their best effort 
And they might just be looking, it could be an instance where you have a team that's looking at what their possible matchups are and seeing how they can help this team or that team or whatever down the stretch. So when we take into account what we're looking there, and you're looking at the Clippers being two games back of the Jazz and one game back of the Timberwolves in that loss column, and what we're looking at those records, you're really looking at where the Clippers need to try and win out, go 9-1, and or at worst, go 7-2 and down the stretch to realistically have a, a chance at getting into that playoff. So that's where you look at this now. This is a really tough, tough task for this Clippers team. I'm not doubting that they can do it. The Clippers have a really, a really good, solid group of players that can definitely compete. And we, we, you know, when you have players like Lou Williams on your roster, you're going to always have a chance at it. But again, it's a tough, a tough, tough stretch of games down the stretch with some of these teams we're playing. So it would be nice to see if the Clippers can go on a run. It would be nice to see them get on a run and make the playoffs. You know, they're just going to need some help from some teams, and they're going to need the Jazz and the Timberwolves to falter a little bit. Again, they should be able to overtake the Nuggets based on what you're looking at record-wise if the Clippers can win. Um, But really, ultimately, any of these four teams, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Timberwolves, you could be saying what I'm saying right now about all of them. Basically, your team has to win out. If your team can win out, you're probably going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, if your team falters, even by just losing three games, there's a good chance you could fall out of the playoff picture for these three or these four teams. So this uh, last stretch of games is going to be very interesting for all the teams involved. Now, when you look at it, uh, you know whoever gets into the seventh and eighth seed, you're looking at first round matchups against the Houston Rockets and against the Golden State Warriors. The the Warriors are that battle tested team. They've won a championship together. And Houston ultimately has the best record in the NBA. So it's sort of that pick-your-poison moment. Uh, the, the realistic option that the Clippers are going to have on this is if they make the playoffs, they're probably going to make it as an 8 seed team, which means you're going to have that wonderful matchup. We talked about it a, an episode or two ago where wouldn't it be a great matchup for the NBA for casual NBA fans if you had a Clippers versus Rockets first-round series in the playoffs. The teams have some... Uh, hard feelings with each other, especially with the whole Chris Paul situation. Even with Blake Griffin gone now, it would have been awesome to see Blake Griffin involved in that. Uh, Just, you know, with what happened with that whole uh, kerfuffle going on in the hallways of Staples Center. But even with that, there's still some some hatred between these two teams, and you've seen it in their matchups this year. So, of course, that would be an amazing matchup. Now, the matchup that I feel would be better odds or a better chance for the Clippers is going to be that matchup if they were to somehow be able to sneak in and get to that seventh seed. Because then you got a Golden State Warriors team who, again, I'm not saying that it would be an easy task for the Clippers to knock out the Warriors, but, you know, with Steph Curry and his injury where it might potentially keep him out for part of, if not the whole first round of the playoffs, that opens the door for whichever team faces them. Because now, although the Warriors are still going to be a very tough matchup, they're not as good when you're missing Steph Curry. And I mean, you could say that about any team in the NBA. If you're missing your top player or one of the top five players in the league off of your roster, you're just not going to be that good. Regardless if you have someone like Kevin Durant or Draymond Green or Clay Thompson still on the team ready to play, it's, it's, it's still going to impact you. So, of course, you know, the fan in me and the hopeful in me would love to see the Clippers somehow sneak into that seventh spot. Uh, but again, if you 
have to face the Rockets in the first round, it would still be a great matchup. And you know, as an NBA fan, it would be a real wonderful match to watch. So where does it all begin? It all begins tonight. The Clippers are going to be uh, starting this last stretch down the road in a tough matchup against a solid Eastern Conference team, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are led by Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, uh, you know, it's it's a tough matchup, but as we saw a week ago, the Clippers can beat the Bucks. It is possible for them. They did it in Milwaukee. So, you know, it has to be at least considered easier if you're doing it at home in front of your fans. But still, it's going to be a tough month, uh, match. Milwaukee is still battling for their playoff positions. Uh, they are sitting one loss behind the Wizards for sixth seed, and they're sitting one loss ahead of the Miami Heat for the eighth seed. So it's an important game for them as well, although they have a, a, they're a little bit more comfortable because it looks like they are more than likely going to make the playoffs. So now at this point, they're just trying to find uh, a way to get to that sixth seed if they can. Uh, but if, uh, for them, it's really... Is that a benefit? You're still picking your poison because you have some tough opponents there in the East, regardless of where you finish in that 6th, 7th, or 8th seed for the Bucks. So the good news for the Clippers in this game against the Bucks is, uh, for Clipper fans at least, we're going to see the return of a couple of fan favorites and a couple of players the Clippers have missed over the last few weeks. Uh, with the Aqua Caliente Clippers season coming to an end, rules for the Clippers with two-way contract players, and this is the NBA rule, is those two-way contract players can now join their respective NBA teams for the home stretch of the season. They won't be able to participate in the playoffs if the Clippers were able to make it, but what that means is you have players like Tyrone Wallace, and you have also C.J. Williams, who are now back with the L.A. Clippers and ready to at least help contribute, and you know, both of them down this stretch should play a, a tremendous part, an important role down the stretch, and we should see, you know, both of them coming into key situations, games, possibly even some of them getting some starts down the stretch, as you know, the Clippers really, really try and fight for position. And, and the benefit of these two-way players for the Clippers is probably more than any other team in the league. The Clippers have relied on these two-way players, and these two players have played key minutes. Uh, in games for the Clippers, and they've both been instrumental in some big victories for the Clippers. And so, you know, the other day or yesterday, as they got to participate in some shooting drills with the Clippers, they, both these players got to speak to reporters. And this is uh, Ty Wallace on what he thinks he could bring to the Clippers. Um, I mean, I'm expecting to pick up where I left off at, you know, come to the game and, you know, Act like I've been here before, uh, you know, be the same player in person, aggressive, and do things I can to uh, help the team. Speaking of, you know, acting like you've been here before, you know, how much has being on both teams helped you kind of prepare to be in the NBA? Oh, uh, it's helped me a lot. You know, obviously getting the game experience up here, um, you know, there's nothing better than that. I'm um, actually playing games, but also when I'm when I'm down in the G League, just to continue to prep and, and work, it's kind of a different game down there. Um, I see different defenses down there, more of a focal point. So uh, it's a little tougher down there for me. Um, but I think when I come up here, just got to continue to do the little things, um, you know, defend, uh, attack, be aggressive. So with Ty Wallace, you can you can definitely see there, there's that confidence because he's already been in this position with the Clippers. He's already been playing a key role 
with the Clippers this season, and he's come down, he's come out big in some of these these games and some important victories for the Clippers. The other player that you have coming back, C.J. Wallace, or I mean, sorry, C.J. Williams, you have Ty Wallace, you have C.J. Williams. So C.J. Williams is the other player coming back from these uh, to the Clippers roster because of his involvement with the two-way contract, and he too feels like you know he's brought some. Uh, He's bringing some experience to this team, and he already knows what the team expects of him when he steps on the court. Um, I mean, my my thing is all I worry about is what I can control, and that's playing hard, um, defending. Um, that's something that they, they call me to do. And uh, so, you know, I'm out here just doing my job, and I'm trying to help the team win. That's the most important thing is, is getting a win. So it's great to hear when you listen to Ty Wallace and C.J. Williams. They both have, they both have confidence in what they can bring to the Clippers because they've been there. They've done that with this team. And they both know what's expected of them on this team. They've they maxed out their availability with the Clippers. So that means they played, you know, a good amount of games with the Clippers, playing with these NBA players. And the good news is it's not like you're throwing these two brand new players into the mix that can help contribute but have little to no chemistry with the team. These players have been there, and the players on the Clippers, like Lou Williams, DeAndre Jordan, and such, they know what to expect out of Ty Wallace and out of C.J. Williams. So these two players are going to play an important role down the stretch for the Clippers, and it's great to see them back in an L.A. Clippers uniform. So after tonight, the Clippers uh, have no chance to rest or, you know, enjoy a hopeful victory uh, against the Bucks because they're going to be heading straight to Phoenix after tonight's game because they have a second game of a back-to-back against the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. So although the Phoenix Suns are out of all these teams on the list, the Phoenix team Suns are the team that the Clippers definitely should be on paper regardless of where you're playing. You're looking at it now. You're at the disadvantage of being on the second night of a back-to-back, coming off a big game against the Milwaukee Bucks team who's going to be looking for revenge against you. And so the Clippers need to make sure they take care of the Bucks, and then they fly out to Phoenix, focus, handle their business, and beat the Suns, a Suns team that they should be able to beat with no problems. If you lose either of those games, the Bucks tonight or the Suns tomorrow, you're looking at pretty much the slimmest of chance of having any shot of getting back into the playoffs. So you got to take care of business tonight, and then you need to keep that focus on uh, while you travel out to the Phoenix to try and take care of the Suns. Again, a team that the Clippers should be able to beat pretty easily. So, other than that, I mean, those are the two games that are coming up here for the Clippers. We, we've we talked about this, this important, tough final stretch that the Clippers will be facing in their hopes of making the playoffs. Again, every game down this stretch is now a must-win game. You can maybe lose one, maybe two games still ha- and still have a shot at the playoffs. But if you lose any more than that, you're really asking for a lot of help if you want to have any shot of making the playoffs. If the Clippers can't be successful down the stretch, you're now looking at a Clipper team that, although they put up a good fight dealing with a bunch of injuries through the season, they're now a team out of the playoffs and looking at what their future holds as they now would have uh, not one, but two lottery picks in the upcoming draft. But that's a discussion for later on down the road because we want to see where this Clippers team can get. And again, there's still a chance for this team to make it into the playoffs uh, 
as a seventh or eighth seed in the West. So with that said, check out the Clippers game tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Support your team. You know, if you're going down to Staples Center, make sure you help support your team. You help, you know, help them, help lead them to victory. Help will them to victory and get behind that Clippers team. If you're a season ticket holder for the Clippers, you know, for these final stretch, these final six games that will be at Staples Center, don't sell your tickets to other, to fans of the other teams. Uh, you know, go to the games, support your team. If you have to sell your tickets, you'll go to one of the many Facebook groups, go to one of the many Clippers blogs and ask any of those people if anyone, anyone that is a Clippers fan will buy those tickets out of, out of your hands to go to the games because it's really going to be important for this Clippers team to get support from the fans at Staples Center to really feel like you have that home court advantage, especially in that final game of the season that could very well come down uh, and be an important game for the Clippers in their chances to make the playoffs against the LA Lakers. So I, you know, I want to thank you as always for checking us out and listening to this podcast. If this is your first time listening to It's Hip to Clip, uh, feel free to check out some of our earlier episodes to see what we've talked about and see, you know, or hear some of our thoughts and opinions about the Clippers and any other basketball-related stuff we've talked to. Uh, for those of you that have returned, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming back and listening to It's Hip to Clip. You're the ones that make us, you know, work hard and make me work hard, and I, I want to keep doing it for you and getting those those listens from you guys. It really helps motivate me to get on the mic and and drop some knowledge and just drop my thoughts and opinions on this Clippers team with you. Uh, with that said, uh, I hope, hopefully, you know, the Clippers can come away victorious tonight against the Bucks. Hopefully they can come away victorious against the Suns tomorrow. And hopefully we're looking at uh, some good positioning for this Clippers team in the next few games. We'll definitely come back with another episode soon. But until then, remember, it's hip to clip. <laughs>